0: Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chad Michael Bouton, and thank you so much for clicking on another episode of Hindsight is 2200. Thank you guys so, so much for all the love and support. Again, we are getting closer and closer to 200 listeners, and that is so amazing, especially when you consider the fact this has only kind of been happening for a month. (laughs) It's just, uh, you know, it's mind-blowing to see the support. So thank you guys so much. It means a lot to me. Anyways, if you missed the last episode, I sat down with Gavin Neat of Welcome Me, which is an amazing app that allows you to send notifications to places like a mall or a movie theater, or maybe even like a shopping store, and like give the people there that are working a kind of heads up of who you are, what your disability is, and what needs you're going to require. You can also kind of educate them on your various disabilities, whether it's like being blind or you have motor, um, sensory cognitive. So it, it allows you to have a great experience when you're going out and about on your own. So it, it's an awesome application, something I am really behind. So hopefully you guys will check that out and uh, you know give it a listen. Anyways, today I have an amazing guest of mine on the episode today. He is a game accessibility consultant. He is a writer over for Hero Gamer, which I'm definitely a fan of their articles. Um, He is also a friend of a friend of the podcast. (laughs) Um, Antonio Martinez of Game Accessibility Nexus. Uh, Anyways, let's get him in here. He is the great and powerful Vivek.
1: How are you, Chad? Hey, how are you? Well, I'm great. No, you said I was uh, the the great.
0: <laughs> I know. I always uh, I always catch people off guard with that. They're just like, oh, I've never been called great or powerful before, or, no. you know, or I've never been given quite the introduction. I'm just like, hey, if you come on my podcast, I'm gonna make you feel like the superhero you are.
1: Well, I love superheroes and Marvel and stuff. So yeah, same. Perfect for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, big 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 fan of comics and everything you know yeah. nerd culture as they say
1: <laughs> definitely
0: yeah so uh, I, i'm interested to get um get to know you a little bit better you know uh you know i've heard uh, antonio talk about you at uh, quite a length you know nothing but good things to say about you um, so I'm just curious to uh get to know about your background and uh, how this, you know, got started. Uh, if you're comfortable at all with sharing your uh your story, um, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well um I'll start off with that my condition. It's uh, a muscle wasting condition called you shared muscular new shared muscular history. So uh um, Kind of, it's a muscle degenerative disease. So, Mm -hmm. over the years, I I used to walk when I was nine, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: but then I lost my my ability to walk. Mm -hmm. And I've been in a wheelchair for 20 years, but Mm -hmm. uh, kind of also my my hands and my kind of, I've I've got a lot of weakness. I barely, Mm -hmm. I've just got function in my hands and fingers and like uh, with with me I I have kind of breathing difficulties so I'm wearing a ventilator Mm -hmm. so over the years I keep getting like uh, worse Mm -hmm. worse but like for me I'm I'm used to kind of changes because Mm -hmm. like I I used to always be in a way able to find solutions to my issues Mm -hmm. but um, when I Kind of, I've been a gamer since I was nine. Just like, Mm -hmm. kind of, I played Super Mario and I loved it. (laughs) Um, And all through my life, I played it, and like, I've not had any issues with the normal, uh, like, Mm -hmm. the normal settings or the controller or Mm -hmm. things like that. I could just Mm -hmm. carry on playing. But it was about six years ago when Mm it uh, when I. Not the PS4, I, I couldn't use a controller. Yeah. And I wasn't even aware of accessibility yet. Kind of that time, so the only thing I thought I should do was like give up gaming, which, yeah. Um, which, yeah, I, I made the decision, but I think, kind of like my mom could notice I was really depressed. Mm-hmm. And I noticed I depressed and how important gaming was to me for my mental health and kind of that pushed me to find a solution like um, i got uh, yeah i find accessibility there's a gaming charity in england called um, special effect we came down and they gave kind of me a whole new setup they gave me Mm -hmm. a controller which had easier to press buttons and analog sticks kind of were easier so um, now I can kind of play using that setup and I can mm-hmm. play sometimes as well as I did about 10 years 10 years ago because of all mm-hmm. these kind of mm-hmm. Yeah. but kind of at the minute I have another issue because my special setup doesn't work on mm-hmm. the PS5 so mm-hmm. so I kind of can't play on my PS5, so I have to wait for. Kind of, I use this other device called Titan Two, which kind of allows me to write code, so I can like add remapping or toggles myself. Oh, that's cool. But for every game, I kind of need. To, I need to use that, but it, it's not compatible. Mm-hmm. And the with the PS5, the company that. Make the target too. Are, are in the process of
2: mm-hmm.
1: developing, but, it, it, but the solution will come out sometime this year. So.
2: Yeah.
1: But I'm thankful that some games are are kind of releasing on PS4 and PS5. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. I'm still happy because
0: you can't even really still find a PS5 nowadays. No. <laughs> um and I'm happy and content on my PS4, um, you know, I, I love it. But yeah, that is a problem with a lot of consoles right now is, you know, the games themselves are pretty accessible. You know, there's, there's still some yeah. companies that are kind of behind the times, um, but when it comes like to the hardware, so like, I, I've noticed there's still a lot of problems with like the controllers, you know, there, there's still a lot of problems yeah. when it comes to accessible controllers.
1: Yeah, well, like for me, I can only pair the PS5 with a PS4
2: mm-hmm.
1: controller, I can't use the sets and even
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of the stuff that I needed in the PS4 mm-hmm. controller, they made it lighter and took a lot of other things out of it, so right. it's a lot lighter, whereas mm-hmm. with the sense most of it has to stay in, so the shape's different and it's heavier and i just can't use yeah, yeah. and it makes, it gets me a bit frustrated because mm-hmm. like playstation studios have so many great games with great accessibility options but mm-hmm. what what's the point if the hardware's not accessible
2: yeah
1: yeah so that, that's a bit of a shame
2: yeah
0: it's always like the catch like 22 it's just like yeah. Hey, it's great, but uh, I still can't play it because you've overlooked kind of an essential thing for someone with my type of disability.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I went through a similar stage um, as yourself, you know, prior to discovering accessibility, because, you know, we both started gaming before we ended up acquiring our disabilities. Um, and of course we adapted over time, but uh I too um had a decision that I made where I'm like, okay, so I can't play games anymore because I can't see them. Um, you know, a lot of the games that I was playing don't have accessibility, so I just thought, you know, there's there's nothing for a blind person to have to play a game. And then of course I found out about The Last of Us Part Two. Which was phenomenal for accessibility um, and moving things forward in terms of making games universally accessible. So that kind of helped me to reevaluate gaming and look at it more from a standpoint of, you know, it's not that I can't play games, it's just that the games themselves are not designed for us. And that's where, you know, I decided, well, I need to start speaking out about what I need and what people with my similar kind of situation.
1: Mhm. Exactly. And, and also, I think for accessibility, it's good to kind of learn about other people's disabilities. Like, mm-hmm. like you could get quite selfish thinking, oh, just about mm-hmm. my disability. But mm-hmm. I think I, I enjoy learning. Mm-hmm. My others and sharing information because, like, I wouldn't know what your experiences as a blind. Kid. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very good to be able to talk to a wide range of people with disabilities Mm -hmm. because you don't know, it enriches your life a bit a lot more. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I 100% agree. You know, I I started the podcast, of course, because I wanted to highlight my community, but that doesn't mean that that's all I want to highlight. You know, I know that my situation is... Unique to only me and myself. Um, You know, that's why I I have been trying, especially as I move forward and grow the podcast, to have people like yourself, uh, Mr. Martinez. I want to get deaf gamers and advocates on here. Of course, I need to make sure that I give them the proper platform and accessibility that they need so that we can have a great episode. Um, So, definitely, you know, for me, it's making sure that I have the platform. To provide to those people with different disabilities, because as much as I highlight the visually impaired community, Mikey said, uh, it's actually great to learn about other disabilities too and highlight
1: them. Yeah, that's also one of the reasons I like writing articles. Mm -hmm. And you're okay because I'm always talking about accessibility. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like, I I really kind of championed it for that kind of I heard last year that they they started doing a lot more about accessibility and mm. kind of getting the other journalists to write about it because because of some of the work I was doing they really mm. liked my writing so they mm. thought that let's get involved mm. let's get involved with accessibility a lot yeah. more which I think is, is, is good for um, Kind of uh, other journalists like gaming websites that highlight accessibility mm. as well, mm. because that's part of gaming. So you have to kind of talk talk about it. Now like, it can't be ignored. So I think it's I feel really journalism that there's a lot of disabled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of writers, and, and I think it's growing. Yeah. I thought more since like 5 years ago. Really. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, 5 5 years ago when I was like, oh, I'm going to give up gaming." It's just like no one was really talking about it. And now, you know, you go on social media, you you can't not. <laughs> you know, it's it's like you're going to hear about it <laughs> if you're in the, if you follow the right people or you follow yeah. like the companies, you know. It's 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 the topic that everybody is highlighting and, you know, mostly for the right reasons.
1: Well, I think like through struggles like me giving up gaming, I, don't, I think I've learned a lot more about how important gaming is to me because I just, no, oh, i just doing it for fun. But I right. didn't fully really realize how it helps my mental health. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think it was good to go to the struggle because I need to, do, I was like, spread awareness of, for other gamers with my, my condition because mm-hmm. I've got a lot of friends that have my condition that just I've given up gaming
2: mm-hmm.
1: because well, I, I just don't like that there is a light at the end of the tunnel there is kind of help there so, so giving up you don't have to because there, there is help out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, it, it sometimes it just takes one that that one person to really show them that, um, you know, they're understood that they have someone that um, wants to fight for them and show them like, hey, um, here's how we can do it together. And, you know, that's that's where the magic happens is if you can get someone to help represent maybe a community that often is, you know, not you know promoted as much as others. You know, that's yeah. when you start to build up a better, you know, understanding of accessibility across the board, because, you know, sometimes games highlight other disabilities more than others. And at that point, it's more yeah. of just, a, well, we need to educate them further about the ones that they kind of just gave two options for versus like the 20 for the others.
1: Sometimes you don't need to learn the settings. So. Mm. Just like indie games have a lot of great settings that is Mm -hmm. like invincibility or something Mm -hmm. is a good for that, whereas other games have a lot more um, settings. But I think it's good if kind of one game like The Last of Us helped like play kind of gamers complete the game for the first time Mm -hmm. Uh, unaided. I think that that is a great kind of you can look look at that game and think, how could we improve it, or how can mm-hmm. we use those settings
2: right.
1: in the game? So it gives like a kind of like a wish list sometimes. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> it's kind of all right. What do I want in my accessible game next year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talk to me about. Um, you're writing for Hero Gamer. How did how did that partnership start? Because, you know, I, I, I've i known about Hero Gamer. I, I feel, you know, if you're a gamer that follows any sort of publication, you know, that name has come up once or twice. It's it's quite a well-known publication for gaming.
1: Yeah, well, I've, I've always read, like, Hero Gamer and other kind of gaming websites.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just think, oh, wouldn't it be great to write an article? for them. But but how it happened was when I first kind of, I worked with Xbox on the adaptive Mm -hmm. controller before it came out. So I was quite Mm -hmm. prominent in that that setting. And I I have written Mm -hmm. articles about like personal kind of my my condition and how Mm -hmm. I kind of, how I live. But kind of once or twice I wrote a lot of articles on kind of my gaming experience and that's mm-hmm. when it kind of that's when it kind of blew up and i, I got quite like re- recognized in the way and mm-hmm. I, I got kind of a random email from the Eurogamer <laughs> editor that says oh i've read some of your stuff and it's really good and, and do you want to write mm-hmm. kind of articles for us so it was out of the blue.
2: Mm-hmm
1: so that's how how it started and kind of I think after that it gave me a lot a lot more confidence yeah. because I, I felt slightly like an imposter syndrome uh, mm-hmm. so it helped me establish myself really and mm-hmm. yeah I think it 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 was the first step to mm-hmm. kind of finding my passion really, yeah that's crazy i can only imagine you know because
0: yeah. it, it, it's it kind of happens to me you know people have said oh i've read your 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 article or, or i've read some of the stuff you've written and i'm always just like you actually read that, yeah, that yeah. <laughs> i can't believe you read that <laughs> does anybody read it you think <laughs> yeah and then when you get that email from like a hero gamer you're just like oh
1: crap, <laughs> this is really happening. Yeah, I so, thought, oh my God, Well, I, I thought I wouldn't be good enough, but yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: I always had my confidence issues with I think finding a sensibility that really um, brought out my confidence because I really was pa- really passionate about gaming yeah because that helped me to escape like when I was kind of younger with teenagers I was stuck in bed because I didn't have the right wheelchair so a lot of what I do is play games or read comic books mm-hmm. so like gaming is very important to that one yeah. for helping keeping me happy while I was going through a lot of difficult times mm-hmm which I think is echoed by a lot of disabled gamers.
0: Yeah, 100%, you know. From the outside looking in, you know, people, you know, mostly adults who, you know, at that that time in their life has passed them by, and they're looking at their kids or the the younger generation, they're just like, well, how can you play those darn founded video games? <laughs> and it's just like, all you do is you shoot people and, you know, you, you whatever, and it's just like, but... uh. They underestimate just how soothing these games can be for someone who is in just a situation that they honestly really wish that they could escape, and that's what yeah. that game can do—is help you escape. Um, I, I've talked about it many, many times. That uh, you know, I always joke and say I, I chose the hardest thing for a blind person to do, and that is to play something visual to help me cope with the fact that I was losing my vision. Yeah. And it was because I could escape, you know. I could yeah. become I could become Link, or I could be a Pokemon trainer, yeah. or uh, or Mario collecting coins and saving the princess. You know, those moments where you're just like, "All right, I'm no longer Chad, or I'm no longer Vivek. Yeah. I'm this character in this game, and that's what I'm gonna think about right now."
1: Well, like I used to play Super Games and mm-hmm. like X Men Legends, yeah. and with Arkham Asylum. And those were the times where I escaped and I felt like, like I, was play, I was Batman, I wasn't v- yeah. v- I was Being able to do all this stuff that I can't actually do. Yeah, yeah. So it, it kind of helps you like to feel in a strange way. It's like it's good to see. think you, you're able to beat people up in the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, people always talk about, oh, well, video games are impacting people's m- mental health in a negative way. And I think, you know, that's just cherry picking what you want to talk about during a very tragic event and kind of try and point the finger at what could possibly have resulted in something. Um, well,
1: I, do, I do think for me, I also, when I was younger, I had to uh, kind of a negative uh, uh um, kind of connection to gaming as well mm-hmm. because I just kind of was more bothered about playing games than <laughs> kind of yeah. con- connecting with reality and my yeah. Yeah. kind of family so like mm-hmm. it, it did affect me kind of in that way but but mm-hmm. I, I think it's well, it happens when you're younger, you're mm. dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Definitely,
0: yeah. You know, people definitely can be addicted to gaming like that. That is 100. Yeah. Like, especially PVP and you know competitive gaming like that can definitely become an addiction. You know, I, I definitely like people have put thousands of hours into Apex and they always play it every day because they're you know just tied to that game. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but you know what, well, I guess the point I was trying to make is you know, people really underestimate the positive, yes, you know? and, yeah, and, they, and they ignore it. Um, when honestly, yeah. they should be highlighting how many people that it saved,
1: because yeah. all, all they talk about is like games are violent, mm-hmm. which like games could be violent, but <laughs> like The Last of Us 2 was quite violent, but yeah. No, what what gets you is the characters of the story mm-hmm. and how it makes you feel, mm-hmm. which I think that's the power of power of gaming. Really, mm-hmm. you can really affect your your mental health as well.
2: Hundred
0: mm-hmm. percent mm-hmm. agree. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not the biggest game of horror or bloody, like, you know. Oh, no, I, I can't play
1: horror games. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, like, I, I'm not into Doom. That's, like, just too extreme for me. Um, That's too fast. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, like, The Last of Us, as much as, you know, I'm not a real big fan of that aesthetic or the the somatics, um, the experience is what showed me, it's, like, yeah, this is what gaming's gonna be, and you, you should you
1: shouldn't give up on it
0: because it's only going to continue getting better from here.
1: But well, I think the only issue I had with kind of the last was it would be nice for a game that was not that dark to be accessible to blind games.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Some like like a game that's quite kind of kid friendly would be good mm-hmm. for the younger gamers who are blind mm. can play it. So I think, I think it needs to be in a lot more games than just mm. a very dark zombie kind of <laughs> apocalypse. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, 100%. Uh, yeah. See where you're coming from that, you know, it's it's kind of weird that it's always the more mature games yeah. that are kind of doing the flagship um, for accessibility. But you know, <laughs> you don't really see like uh, a Zelda or like a Pokemon, Um, Then those are like, just the two that come off the top of my head, very, you know, kid oriented, you know, have a lot of younger generation of players, even like something like Splatoon, silly and wacky as it is. Um, It'd be great if those could be flagships for accessibility. Mm
1: -hmm. But that could be the future, really. Mm -hmm. So -hmm. I think every uh, footstep forward in Mm -hmm. accessibility is good for everyone. and people in the future that like you could never forget it. those options are out there, they're out there. Forever, which which is which is true. Yeah, and
0: we're still fairly young in this um accessibility bubble that's kind of popped, you know, like like we've mentioned, you know, we, we look back five, six years ago because for us, you know, we can remember, you know, that long ago there was really nothing. It was very, very bare bones minimum. And then, you know, fast forward to today, you and I talking right now, there's, you know, been those games like Last of Us Part 2, Uncharted 4, I mean, Forza Horizon 5, that, you know, yeah. did so many amazing things for the deaf community. There like was
1: Spider-Man as well.
0: Yeah, Miles Morales, ph- phenomenal in terms of this accessibility.
1: But there have been a lot of games that have kind of, it's a bit of a shame that they don't have accessibility. Yeah, yeah. It can kind of become slightly toxic, the conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind yeah. of yeah. around certain games, but I think yeah. that's,
1: that seems to maybe have been improving because of you know, Elden Ring. Like that, that seems to have kind of struck the disabled community, <coughs> accessibility.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Community, yeah. and they
1: actually enjoy it, which, which, kind of interchanged to what we used to um, mm-hmm. with souls like games but yeah yeah i think <laughs> yeah many <laughs> things are changing <laughs> yeah
0: yeah i i don't play a lot of souls games because um i'm not a big fan of over different... That yeah so basically overly difficult games where i have to die like 20 times just to figure out something i'm just not a fan of that because to me it yeah. just it's too frustrating and i How is it, relax <laughs> yeah and i want to be you know relax and feel like yeah. i'm you know moving forward um so for me it's it's not my cup of tea you know i you know but again if you like it awesome for you i'm happy that that's you know your game of the year um yeah for yeah me. i, I <laughs> it right if yeah. People yeah
1: like it but mm-hmm. I, I think they kind of maybe like it and then they don't understand accessibility, which mm-hmm. I think that is the aspect, Yes, part mm-hmm. of the issue rather than the other, uh, yeah, because I don't like, like horror games, but I know a lot of people do, so mm-hmm. I don't really, yeah, yeah but yeah, for a long time I, I couldn't play kind of horror games or games that were dark.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because like I was like really frightened of the dark. <laughs> so even games like the last one was the first one, but
2: mm.
1: when I played it, I find that very scary. But I think now that I've got older, I've kind of got used to it. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not as scared as I as, you, as you was. Yeah.
0: For me, it's not so much like jump scares or like scary topics. It's it's more so the the blood. It's like I just, yeah, yeah. I don't like seeing gore.
1: Unnecessary, yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's just, that's where I'm just like, ugh, uh, can't to go back and play Mario.
1: <laughs> I don't mind, like, in Games of War, where you kind of chainsaw through a locust. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, gratuitous like, uh, kind of horror games you have a lot of unnecessary play.
0: Yeah, you know, that's the yeah. aesthetic because some people actually like that. I and mean, again, you know, yeah. that's the whole thing when it comes to accessibility um, and just enjoyment and entertainment in general. It's just like, there'll always be things that we're gonna be like, ah, well, I love this, but I don't like this. And that's just, yeah. you know, that's just a given for anything really.
1: Yeah. So well, mentioned- I think I, I have oh, bordered God. my horizons of games I played because of my setup, because mm-hmm. I kind of stopped playing FPSs because mm-hmm. I found they're very kind of difficult, but, but mm-hmm. now I've started to play mm-hmm. those games because of a lot of the options of kind of, mm-hmm. you can adjust the dead zone or the mm-hmm. stick. So yeah, I, I've opened up a lot more with the games I play
0: yeah like um i'm I'm not a big fan of fps just because it's it's so fast and for me i have like zero reaction time because of my perception and stuff so it's just like i'm just gonna if 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 you want me to help the team win because of how many kills they'll get off of me i'm your guy (laughs) um but you know i do enjoy destiny because it has such an amazing community when it comes to disabled um and it is so like helpful like they, like, they they will literally go out of their way to make you a part of that game and that experience. So I, I do enjoy Destiny very much.
1: Well, it's good that the community is good like that because mm-hmm. sometimes it's quite rare to have like a nice community. Mm-hmm. When it comes to if you're disabled, a lot of people don't like to disclose if they're disabled because of mm-hmm. how some of the toxic stuff they would go through. Like yeah. I... I mm-hmm. I don't really play multiplay for the kind of reasons, yeah. kind of like that, so, so, mm-hmm. so it's good to know that, that Destiny has a good community. Yeah,
0: they're, they're, they're so helpful. Um, the one story that always like sticks out to me when it comes to like helping like disability, but I'm also like terminally ill, is, um you know, there was like this big thing, um and I don't really remember off the top of my head, but um basically, um a player who had like terminal like stage like three or four cancer um you know he like he had this thing that he wanted to accomplish in the game and a bunch of people found out so then they helped him basically achieve it and um, of course i i haven't i never followed wow. up and saw if he you know unfortunately passed away or was able to recover but it's stuff like that where you're just like you know yeah, there's you have a lot
1: you're better to your people
0: yeah yeah 100 percent yeah so uh, I, I am interested in your um your setup. You, you've mentioned it offhand a, a little bit. Uh, would you mind sharing how you do your setup so that you um, game?
1: Um yes. Well, for me, I I have had kind of a table which was has my computer on it, and to play on the PlayStation, I connect it to my monitor. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I have is. It's basically, it's like a standard Geoshock for -hmm. for controller, but the buttons are easier to press. Mm -hmm. And the sticks are easier to move, and I've also got kind of four switch ports Mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. And also I've kind of added uh, some plastic, Mm -hmm. kind of like plastic things on some of the buttons. Mm -hmm. Like on the D-pad, like I've got plastic little square, square pieces because mm-hmm. to make it higher and I've also done it on some of the face buttons so kind mm-hmm. of with that I can reach a lot of the buttons myself mm-hmm. but also the main thing I have is this Titan 2
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of adapter that needs to be plugged into my computer mm-hmm. as well as the PlayStation and it allows do kind of do remapping myself if I can, yeah. or I can write toggles or combos, or kind of I could do double taps to do something. So, mm-hmm. because for me I can't press right. press the, press the mm-hmm. touchpad or the options mm-hmm. button at all. Mm-hmm. So in any game I'd have a problem. Right. But with the Titan too, with the um, the touchpad I split it in two so mm-hmm. if I tap the right side it's option then if I tap mm-hmm. the left side it's touch so mm-hmm. then I can kind of able to press all the buttons myself yeah so so without that I wouldn't really be able to game really One hundred
2: percent.
0: yeah um that's why I get so mad when um, companies don't include remapping because it's so essential yeah. for gamers. Um, you know, people underestimate just how big the disability community is. I mean, we're one of the largest, if not the largest minorities in the in the world. Um, and remapping is, is so important. I mean, even for me, there's a games where I, I, I would love to move certain actions and buttons to other parts of the controller and make it simpler because sometimes it's just overcomplicated and just it doesn't need to be like this. You can make it simpler just by remapping it here or there. And you know, for someone like yourself, you have to have remapping.
1: Yeah, that's why I have to to do initially because there was no remapping for any of games. Mm-hmm. Whereas now I've had a lot of games like games I've been playing, they also have remapping them. So like if I need to add kind of a load for me when I play mm-hmm. a game.
2: Because
1: mm-hmm. if the controls are complicated it takes me like an hour to figure out where right. exactly should I kind of place everything which can get frustrating. Mm-hmm. And like writing, writing the code's not easy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you eliminate remapping you can kind of <coughs> Basically, like play the game out the box, dude.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: And you know, and for those that are
0: like wondering, you know, like remapping can help with things like button holds. Um, basically, the position of the controller. So sometimes it might be hard for someone to hit those trigger buttons that are kind of at the front or back, depending yeah. on where you're looking with the controller. To move, you know, your hands and fingers and those quick combinations for the combos and stuff. So it's very important for some players that they remap things to either like a single button tap or multiple button taps, or move it to where it's closer to where someone's going to be able to hit those buttons and do those commands at a you know more relaxed pace that's good for them.
1: Because for me, when I first read but but uh, either, but I could play it with the controller. Mm-hmm. But I found pressing the two buttons hard, two face buttons hard, which kind of um, was quite necessary But But yeah. so when I played it first, but when I played it again with my setup, kind of I, I moved counter to um, L1. Mm-hmm. L1. So then I could like do this. I could do the composer so kind of I played better than I did before because of mm-hmm. accessibility so sometimes like I amazed myself that oh wait I can't actually do that I just needed yeah. accessibility because you think mm-hmm. oh it's just kind of I thought oh it's just I'm getting weak obviously mm-hmm. because of my condition but but it mm-hmm. shows that it wasn't It's because the game wasn't designed designed Mm -hmm. for me. So I think it helps you to understand your disability a lot Mm -hmm. more. You shouldn't just assume it's because of that you can't play. Mm -hmm. It's external factors.
0: Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, we are quick to just jump to that. Like, oh, well, I guess my disability has gotten worse because XYZ, but like you said, the reality is if you're examining it from you know, the other perspective, it's it, it could it could not actually be you. You probably aren't the problem. It could be, you know, the thing you're interacting with or enjoying. And uh, yeah. a lot of times with gaming, that that can't be the the problem. It's like it's actually not you. It's it's them. It's the game.
1: <laughs> and I think that's a good realization. Mm-hmm. Because that you don't feel hurt, because um, um, you kind of feel the in power, uh um, in mm-hmm. the power. That that's why I talk a lot about accessibility. That just kind of you, you have to if you have a problem. Like I, I can't sit back and not say anything there. Yeah, one hundred percent
0: agree. Yeah. So you uh, mentioned that you did some work on the Xbox controller. Um, um, is, is that correct?
1: Yeah, the Xbox Adaptive Controller. Yeah, I, yeah, that thing is I, I, I super I amazing. Yeah, really. I tested it before it came out at the Microsoft awesome. Wow. Kind of studio, and, uh-huh. I, and I played it with. Uh, I, I I used it multiple times first. Mm-hmm just as a prototype to test it out. And then
2: mm-hmm.
1: kind of, uh, I think about four years ago, uh-huh. there was a launch of the Microsoft store in England, in, in London. So I mm-hmm. went there and kind of, I played um, Games of War with kind of another great uh, blind advocate
2: mm-hmm.
1: called Sightless Combat. We played Gaze of War. Yeah together so that was like the first time I kind of experienced what, what a blind gamer mm-hmm. kind of feels and also kind of we split the we split the controller up mm-hmm. so it's quite funny to I was doing the looking and the measuring <laughs> the scientists were doing this shit, and, <laughs> and at first we were really rubbish with it well, at the end, we became like a good team. But yeah, we managed to the round. <laughs> I always, I always tell people, uh, if if you
0: give us someone who's um, deaf or has another, you know, X, Y, Z disability, we can make an entire person. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I have uh, great. Great advocate, uh, um, I'm a big fan of Satless Combat, follow, follow him on all his uh, socials, uh, they're they're phenomenal. Great, well, great
1: he was quite scary there because kind of the, the Microsoft people there were, mm-hmm. like, he's really good at this game, Killer Instinct. And, like, he played with a lot of uh, non-blind mm-hmm. gamers and he totally crushed them. <laughs> like yeah it's just so
0: scary yeah Uh, I don't know selfishly I'm like there's no better feeling when you one-up someone that doesn't have a disability you're just like yeah Yeah. (laughs) I did it um, you, you know, it has to be great, though, you, you know, continue, being able to continue to play, um, have the technology. But, but I am curious, if Xbox has their adaptive controller, why do you think that other companies haven't really jumped on the bandwagon? I mean, like, for instance, the Nintendo Switch, people have literally made their own fan or modded versions of their controllers, so that they were will, will be motor accessible for those that have disabilities with you know motor functions yeah. so it's just it's it always is weird to me when you see like Xbox bring out this accessible controller yeah. that you have others that are basically they have them but they're created by the fans
1: yeah i, I think that is really bad because for me i tried the xbox mm-hmm adaptive controller, but Mm -hmm. I I, I couldn't use it in my Mm -hmm. setup. I I could only hold Mm -hmm. like a DualShock. So Mm -hmm. I I think it's a shame Mm -hmm. that like PlayStation are kind of creating some Mm -hmm. like the adaptive controller. Or if they've not been doing that, Mm -hmm. they should allow you to use whatever controller you you Mm -hmm. have to use. Because at the minute, a lot of PS5 games don't seem to be using the adaptive triggers Mm -hmm. or the haptics that much. So in the settings, you're you're able to turn those settings off, which Mm -hmm. I would obviously do. But then it begs the question, isn't that just a DualShock 4 controller then? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm if you turn it off. So I I think Mm -hmm. if they've not made the deputy controller, I think they should make, just allow gamers to play. Like, Mm -hmm. But to be honest, it's it's like it's a business at the end of the day,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. which, yeah, it's a shame. You kind of have to put it down to that they want to make money. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know that that is the unfortunate, you know, ugly truth. Well,
1: I, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not talking about all of the accessibility people. Yeah, yeah, no, no, of course not. I appreciate you because there's a lot of great mm. people there, so mm. I, I appreciate their work. But absolutely,
0: no, yeah, no, but you know, it, it it is good to you know be open to the idea that you know sometimes not everything can be fit into one game because they either just don't have the time or they're a very small company, you know? It's just, you know, there could be a reason uh, or there could not, but, you know, um, you know, we shouldn't, you know, just be evil and judge up front because, you know, we never know what really went into that game and, you know, the development cycle and everything.
1: Well, like, for me, I, I found that it's a weird... PlayStation, when you was PlayStation Four era, mm-hmm. like the accessibility was so great. Whereas
2: mm-hmm.
1: with the PS Five and the hardware, kind of inaccessible, inaccessibility side, they've taken a step back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which are, it's kind of upsetting to see that, like mm-hmm. all that good work. Why are you putting the yeah. stuff backwards? Really? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh... It's a never-ending question of you know why and how and what's going on, but uh, I don't know. Hof- you know, hopefully one day it, it'll it'll all solve itself. And uh, I know for a fact that you know we're we're part of making that happen. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Um, but so- the other good thing for <laughs> PlayStation is at the meeting. Necessarily releasing games on PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah so uh, that that kind of helps accessibility is that you i could play ps like mm. those games on the computer which i think yeah. it's good to allow people to do that but it's a weird kind of way to make those games accessible yeah yeah it is
2: um
0: it, it, it is great though to um see just how much the steam deck has really come into play um because it's amazing. You know, I'm not the biggest Xbox gamer. I mean, um, no. I would say back in the Xbox 360, PS3, I, I did do the 360 over the PS3 just because I was just a fan of the console more and I just liked a lot of the games and how the games played on that console versus yeah. the PS3. But, you know, I, I've been a Sony fan since the PS2. I mean, I still had my PS2. I had my Boy, PS3. you still have it. Yeah, oh yeah, I have my big old chunky
1: boy, the big chunky wow. one, big one, yeah. That thing, that thing's a dinosaur. It still works, still works. Wow, that's, I, I had the Xbox first, mm-hmm. because I, I, like, when I, I used to go to, you kind know, of, children's hospice for, like, respite, and, because mm-hmm. kind of, they had Halo there, that is just blew my, when I played it first, it blew my mind, and that's yeah. when, what if I realized I love gaming? Yeah, yeah. It's that minute you stepped off the, when kind of, you stepped onto the planet Halo. And <laughs> yeah. You looked up, I thought, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I still have my, um, you know,
0: like I, like I mentioned when we were talking on before the episode, uh, you know, I had my Game Boy Color and Pokemon Red. You know, that was my, my first game. But I still have my original N64. Um, so I still have the old school Nintendo 64. Wow. Um, I still have all my games for it. I still have, I got it for Christmas and it's the Pokemon Stadium bundle. So I, ha- I still have the box. I still have the game. And then I still have all the controllers and, of course, no the system that <laughs> came with it, which you can't find you have out. a whole room full of it. You. you can't find that bundle anywhere nowadays, at least not for cheap.
1: <laughs> but you know, they it's like, i sell it again. i get a lot of money.
0: Uh, never sell that thing. My dad's trying to give it away twice to friends. And each time my friend's been like, um, Hey, do you want your N64 back? Your dad tried to give it away. I'm like, Give it back. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> um I will keep that forever. But you know, it's like you turn that on and you have Super Mario sixty four. You're just like, oh my
2: god, this is Oh well, yeah, I, I had a
1: Game Boy Color. Uh, I I saw it with like I had uh, Eddie. Well, my cousin had the SNES. And oh man, what a I, I used to on. play play with him, but then. Yeah, I got a game where They used to play Mario kind of Yeah. But the only games I played on the Game Boy were uh, Mario and Sonic. Yeah, yeah. And, like I was a big kind of upset with myself that I did play like uh Metroid or Castlevania. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. Good games. I wish I played them. Uh
0: because you know, because the thing is it, it's it's so unfortunate because you know, of course. Back in that day, technology was completely different. We we don't live in this era of modern technology and accessibility. So you try and go back and play those games with any sort of disability. I mean, good luck. I mean, you're really going to have to give it your all just to get through. I could not even begin to know how to play Pokemon Red on a Game Boy Color right now, just with the way my vision is. And so, you know, it's unfortunate that a lot of those old, great classic games are kind of unfortunately locked behind the technology of that time. You know, it'd be yeah. great if somehow in the near future we can kind of bring them back because there's so many old games that uh, kids nowadays and young teens nowadays will never get the chance to play and experience.
1: And I think, they, I think older games sometimes have, Kind of a lot better, I feel sometimes. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I know some people it's like, say it's, it's very <laughs>
1: simple control. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But you can get so much like um, kind of advancements out of it uh, you don't realize. Yeah, yeah like it, it's amazing how you're how you don't need sixteen buttons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have a deep pad and two buttons. That's it. Okay.
0: Yeah, exactly. You had
1: the, the jump, and then this the, the moving stick, the analog like stick, and
0: but that's it yeah. for some games. Yeah, it's it's def- I do
1: find games recently have become the controls have become overly complicated.
2: Yeah,
1: because they're shoving in so many um, systems and mm-hmm. mechanics that that I I find sometimes. Can be an issue for even remapping, even mm-hmm. even if the studio wants to design remapping.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you use every single button and taps and holes do different things, then you can't really utilize remapping properly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like um, I I my, my favorite game series of all times is um Bandai Namco's so, well. It started as Namco, but it's Bandai Namco's Tales. Yeah. So I am a huge, huge fan of that JRPG. I own every game, even the ones that have only ever been released in Japan. Um, it's just I, that's how much I love the games, and wow. I love I love the new one. But that's kind of the problem I see with the new one. It's like every single button has a command, and sometimes the but, a button has like two commands. Yeah. And, and then you're just like, okay. It's a good thing I can memorize and know what, because I can only imagine some people are just like, I don't know what to do. I I, I, I just don't know what to do with this game.
1: Because with my title, initially when I played games, I didn't do remapping and wouldn't show the right part of the screen. I had to remember the ones, kind of how I changed it and all the combos, and it oh was a of, very confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I want to jump, but jump's on A, No, it's, it's on B, but yeah it's, just, well, yeah, I, yeah, it's a lot of, like, at that time, it's stressful learning coding and things, because I, I never learned any of that, so mm-hmm. I dropped myself, but I also had a lot of help
2: yeah,
1: yeah. from Barry Ellis, who's at One Switch, he kind of um, um, is similar to kind of designs of um, accessibility equipment. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, I also forgot with my setup. I've also got a 3D printed stand. Mm-hmm. So I rest the control on top of it. So mm-hmm. kind of, it's not attached, but it's just yeah. rested on top. Nice. Okay. And now I can either, I don't have to hold it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's. So that's my awesome. fingers
1: can just just move. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome.
0: Because
1: I have slightly lost a function. Mm-hmm. And my fingers a little bit more. Like I do notice, mm-hmm. but like for me, I don't really get upset now. Mm-hmm. Because that's like my condition. That like, kind of, I I'd rather just um forget it rather than cry about mm-hmm. it in a way yeah. now. Because yeah. I've done a lot of that. We're so You're good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't help. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
0: it feels good for the moment, but you know, it doesn't change a lot of things, unfortunately. Um, and the only way that we can hopefully make things better is to just talk about it and just lead by example. And that's definitely what you've been doing. And You, you definitely have made a great impact
1: on the community that's for sure but but for me like (laughs) i i love i love like i've met so many great friends Mm -hmm. and so many like amazing accessibility Mm -hmm. advocates and like it's very it's a very inspiring community to be Mm -hmm. part of because like i'm only doing a little bit of uh, stuff. Whereas a lot of other disabled people like work at game developers, yeah. and uh, you, yeah, uh, Ubisoft and places like that. It is. It really does help you to feel that, that you can push yourself as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That, that you can do it as well as other people. It kind of mm. helps you because it's very supportive. Yeah, hundred
0: percent agree with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, um,
0: like I said, you know, I I started this. This all started because I I published an article for Nintendo Life, um, and literally that just was me sitting down one day, um, just sending out like thirty emails, and you know, mostly getting nos, and finally getting one, yes, for Nintendo Life, and then after that, you know, I just started just looking elsewhere. And that's when I ran into um, people like Ian Hamilton, Antonio Martinez, um, you know, sightless combat. Of course I had been familiar with Brandon Cole prior to this because uh, I had followed him and the work he did on the last of us part two. So I was familiar with uh, Brandon when he was doing, but like you said, here I am and I'm still at the stage where I've just started. You know, I, I have the, the, the ability to get bigger and better if I put the work in. But I've had Brandon Cole and Ian Hamilton talk to me and give me advice. And I've even had Ian help
1: me. Ian's you know, like amazing. Yeah,
0: he's helped me do some great stuff, you know, stuff I can't talk about. But he's helped me do some great stuff. And it's amazing to see those kind of heads of in this community that are doing some really, really big stuff take time for us to help us because like you said, they're just so welcoming and they, and they want you to be a part of the movement.
1: Yeah. Like I was in the ear that like he's the secret behind accessibility. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's the one putting the strings into Yeah. Yeah. Cause he knows so much and he's such a kind person. Mm-hmm. He, he shows he has passion for them. Well like even people like Tara voka from oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Xbox, she's great at going mm-hmm. to the, the GA conference, which, which mm-hmm. happened like which happened like a, a month ago. That that's yeah. like that, when I went there about four years ago, um mm-hmm. for the first time, that's when I really learned about accessibility and I've been mm-hmm. to like them since. Yeah. Even last year I did a talk talk about they kind of gave me with my condition, which mm-hmm. that was very kind of thankful for Ian and Taurus for kind of letting me do that. So, mm-hmm. so it's really you always feel how nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody's negative or puts you down, which yeah. Which is quite rare kind of nowadays, really. Yeah, no
2: hundred percent
0: just makes you feel like you're in a place where everybody, yeah, absolutely. Everybody wants you to just work on what you're passionate about and help. And it, it really feels like you you don't need to be some big person with like a million followers because um, the community will welcome someone of just, yeah. who knows, just one, 10 followers. You're just as important as everybody else. And that feeling of being worthy to contribute is been so amazing for me and it's really made me happy to continue moving forward doing this stuff
1: well, i could see you doing a lot of stuff in the future with <laughs> kind of the way how good you speak here new podcast and you see very kind of <laughs> strong I think. well thank you that means a
0: lot coming from you know and i, and I do want to get to um to the, the conference, uh, like, I fa- of course, you know, I found out about it, you know, I think like two years ago, because of course yeah. I, I was just getting, finally realizing uh, there's a huge scene here, right? I, I yeah. should, you know, take the time to learn about it. And I was like, oh, they have a conference for this? Oh, it's also, worse. Yeah. oh, it's in Europe. One day, one day- one well, well,
1: they have kind of, you can watch the sessions online,
0: yeah, I know, but I want to go in person, you know. Yeah, yeah I
2: went just, in person.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, there's nothing but like, well, yeah. COVID, like, for two years, have not done yeah. it in Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's so weird, but, yeah.
2: But, yeah,
0: I I, I want to go to, in person one one day, because that, that would be amazing to go there and hopefully meet, you know, in person a lot of those people that uh, I've mentioned and
1: that have helped yeah, me. They've got one in America as well. Oh yeah? Yeah, they have two, so
0: all right, all right. I'll have to do some research and planning. <laughs> hey, Whereabouts
1: right um, do you live, in bird
0: Um, so I am um in Florida. So I um I grew up in Florida pretty much my entire life. Um, but nowadays um Tampa, um cool. you know, yeah, so down in South Florida where all the gators are. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah have you ever had one in your back garden
0: me no but many of my friends yes (laughs) (laughs) they've had them in like their ponds and like some of them like have like little ponds and whatnot on their property and one of the volunteers i used to work for back at southeastern she's like yeah, we had to have wildlife come out because we had a huge gator in the backyard. I'm just like, that would be terrible for me because I have a guide dog.
1: And that's just you oh, know gosh, yeah, yeah, that's
0: just the worst nightmare ever.
1: Oh, was your guide dog behind you? I saw a dog. Yeah, yeah. You
0: probably saw him get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just prancing around. That's, my, that's what, my what's
1: his name? Uh
0: his name is Andros. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I've I, I've had him since I was um 21. He was actually, uh, I actually trained on campus with him while I was celebrating my birthday. So I always tell people, um, he was my 21st Your birthday present. Yes, exactly. Best birthday present. Um, he he's my buddy, and you know, it's also thanks to him that, you know, he's given me the courage and independence to uh, do stuff like this, you know, start my own podcast, uh, be an advocate and just, you know, sometimes you, you, you just, you can't underestimate uh, the companionship um, can do for somebody.
1: dogs are just beautiful creatures, for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, they, 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 you know, they just love unconditionally, and they just want you to be happy. They want to make you happy, and you know, nothing makes them feel more, just fulfilled than knowing that their person is happy, and that it's just the beautiful love, mm-hmm. you know especially for a guide dog they they love even harder they he always is checking on me if i'm not in the room with him for too long so it's just you know it's like having a baby you know like a human child he's just like yeah. always there by by me and you know i take care of him he take care
1: of so take care of me yeah
0: he's my buddy but, but hey, I want to just take the time to say thank you so much for um, sitting down with me today. It, it was great to talk to you. You know, um, I've, I've been following you for, for quite a little bit now. And, of course, always have heard your name around the community um, and how great you are and all the good work you do. So it was great to sit down and actually, you know, get to know you more personally and uh, just talk about gaming.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed being part of this podcast to not kind of meeting you and i think it, i i i enjoy talking to people like this mm-hmm. really yeah yeah because like we're like-minded people and i i enjoy just meeting people so mm-hmm. i think for me what, what you're doing is very very useful mm-hmm.
0: thank you that really means a lot coming from you
1: and i really enjoyed like talking to you and like seeing your dog. Seeing you. <laughs> he wrote about your story as well. Very good.
0: That means a lot. Thank you so, so much. Hey, and, and if people want to meet you and you and you want to meet more people, is, is there a, a good way for people to uh, follow you and just keep up to date with all the great stuff you're
1: doing? Yeah, well, they can follow me on Twitter.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Uncanny Vivic. And, and um, Also, I've I've got a website at mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they could meet me there. Yeah, and if uh, those two avenues would be, would be great.
0: Awesome. Yeah, for those um wondering, it's V-I-V-E-K, correct? Yep. 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 Just for those that are wondering, Vivek or Vivek, V-I-V-E-K, oh, yeah. and then Uncanny. Uh, uh, you know it's it's uncanny <laughs> you should have problems still that
1: one <laughs> no it's like because i like the X-Men. Mm. like i have a huge fan of like comics so
2: mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. i know a lot of information about comics as well yeah uh, and I, games. <laughs>
2: yeah kind of goes
0: hand in hand to be honest Hey, well, thank you so, so much, Vivek. It's, it's been amazing talking to you. If any of you guys would like to ask him a question, but you were too shy to do it yourself, you know that you can always email me at CMBouton, that's C-M-B-O-U-T-O-N at yahoo.com. Just send me an email and I'll ask my good friend here, Vivek, uh, your question and he'll get back to me and I'll, I'll pass those uh, answers along to you. Of course, the podcast has its own Twitter page. It is 2200 hindsight. That is two zero two zero zero hindsight. All one word 2200 hindsight. Of course, at the moment, the podcast is on anchor and Spotify hindsight is 20 200. I am working on getting it on Apple and hopefully very soon I will have an update saying that we are on Apple podcast as well. Anyways, that is all for today's episode. Thank you guys so, so much for coming on and Listening to the new episode. Hope you enjoy. And until we see each other again, take care.